Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome back to the SCB Steelers podcast presented by Deck Roofing Incorporated of South Florida. We are very proud to be part of the Variety Sports Network, and we are coming to you from the Bradshaw Bourbon Studio. Cheers, everyone. And thankfully, the three-game losing streak is over. Pittsburgh Steelers defeated the Cincinnati Bengals last week in the home finale, 34-11. to And uh, we will dive into that one big time. There is plenty to discuss, everything from the quarterbacks to who in the hell is playing in our secondary. It could be somebody that just loaded packages in an Amazon van, for all we know. Uh, But anyway, Ben is here. Scarps is here. No Ian tonight, as he is, well, he's across the pond, as they say uh enjoying a uh well-deserved uh little trip with his son over there i'm sure he'll tell us about it um when when he gets back he should be on the show next week but uh best wishes to him and, and his son uh as they enjoy a great time over there and welcome in everybody to the chat welcome in everybody to uh that listens to the show uh on your own or, or whatever but uh yes scarps is repping his ohio university bobcats one of the uh, rivals in the Mid-America Conference of my Western Michigan University Broncos. And Ben, as always, repping the Steelers. And why not? Eight and seven. We play the eight and seven Seattle Seahawks this week up in the Emerald City. And Ben will be in attendance at that game along with some of the members of the chat this evening. I can only imagine how many times he'll say, fuck you, Johnny, over the course of that three-hour football game. I would put the over-under about seven. Uh, I mean, Bernard, let's talk about the entire weekend. Johnny and I will be together yeah, yeah. for a lot of that. And oh, geez. lots of fuck you, Johnny's involved in that. Wow. that uh, You're drinking a $9 tequila? Burner going for, crazy tonight. for a shot or for the whole bottle, <laughs> Burner? I like Please it. Please tell me that's for a shot. I like it. Please, God. Hey, everybody. Thank you for logging in. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Let's, uh, let's get this baby started right here. Um, at what point Ryan Scarpino, did you finally realize that the Pittsburgh Steelers were going to win that game last week? Was there a point when you finally felt comfortable enough to say, holy shit, we're going to win this game behind Mason Rudolph? Um, I, I think I, I messaged the I messaged you guys and I said, you know, they'll, they'll find a way to make it interesting. And mm-hmm. literally T Higgins catches that big play. And, you know, part of me was like, part of me was like, eh. but honestly, I, I knew the Steelers were going to win that game after that Jake Browning horrible throw um, where I don't know what he was thinking, but you could just tell that you could just tell that it, it wasn't going to be the Bengals day and the Steelers. Yeah. It was going to be their day. Um, you know, I, I, I thought, you know, was the second play of the game. Mason hits Pickens on a slant, um, which, uh, seems to be a new concept, a quarterback that I could actually hit a guy in stride, um, because Mitch and Kenny have missed on so many of those routine ones this year. Uh, you get Pickens the ball, not the best, not the best angle by the safety, but regardless, right. Doesn't matter. No, nope. doesn't matter. Um, and I, I want to, I will say that safety uh, taking his dude out, really, that was a big help. I, I, I want to thank him for that. Absolutely, I never did catch yeah. his name, but he eliminated himself and a linebacker on that play. And yeah, 
really it, that it, that's what sprung that's what sprung Pickens for the big run, and then it was just a foot race, and you're not catching yeah. that dude. But I mean, that was that was I mean, lasagna, was, Johnny. The, the throw was the throw was just right there, um, and I know we'll talk about Mason later, but um, yeah, you know that was that was a big. Oh, it was obviously the Steelers' final home game this year. I think that that team responded to the noise this past week. But also, I want to be I want to be real about it. The Bengals' defense is terrible, <laughs> um, and that doesn't mean I'm not going to give praise to Mason Rudolph here in a little bit because we will. But like, they're bad. The they, Bengals they are. are bad, and and you uh, know what? And, and that's important to consider. You're right. And you know, I will say this though. I mean, they're they're going to need they need a miracle to get in, but, um, Hey, you know, the Steelers did what they needed to do. Playoff yeah. hopes are alive, yeah. but I, I, I was really confident early on that they were, they were going to win that game. Ben, do you think that, and, and I know he would never, ever, ever admit it publicly. Do, do you think Mike Tomlin wishes that maybe he gave Mason Rudolph a shot a little sooner than he did? Me- meaning, not. meaning, maybe uh, instead of starting Mitch Trubisky in the uh, New England game, maybe you go with Mason. Maybe you go with Mason well, in the uh, Colts game. I, you know, I I, I'm with, just with the New England here. game. You know, the thought process was that he hadn't had much time actually practicing that week to prepare for the New England game, and that you know Belichick's an evil genius and took us to task. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I think after you then get walloped by, I'm sorry, the Cardinals game. That was the yep. thought process. Yep. Then he yep. starts him for New England. But after the New England game, yeah, you know, you got to, if I'm Mike Tomlin, I'm wondering if I shouldn't have just pulled him and been like, yeah, we're going to start Mason Rudolph this week. Um, This guy, and Melba's right, hindsight's always 20 yes, but absolutely. You know, I, I don't think that – I think that Mason has his flaws. Okay, I've been upfront about that. I've, I've, sure. It's well documented. Um, I don't think that one game versus a terrible defense changes that. However, I don't think he's that much worse or better, for that mm-hmm. matter, than, than any of the other quarterbacks in this roster. I, I think we have three backup quarterbacks. We have a terrible offensive scheme. It is the perfect storm of suck. It's just, it's a fucking black hole of suck. He's better than Mitch. On offense. Okay. Maybe he's a little, he's only better than Mitch because Mitch, who is more physically talented than either mm-hmm. one of the other two mm-hmm. guys, mm-hmm. Mitch, when the bullets start flying, has questionable decision making. His footwork, especially his footwork, is just fucking awful. It's dreadful. And he throws the ball to the other fucking team. Well, honestly, it, I mean, uh, Mitch is just that dude. Is the the, the footwork, fun. the footwork thing is interesting that you brought that up because I, I one thing I noticed is not only with Trubisky and definitely with Pickett as the season has wore on, their fundamentals have gone in the shitter. Um, and and you know, I, I, I'm not saying that other great that great quarterbacks can't have moments where that happens because it does. But 
when you start seeing the throwing off the back foot become routine, when you start seeing, you know, the, the, the hips get way ahead of everything else or way behind of everything. Else, I mean, it, it, when stuff just isn't in lockstep, you notice it. And, you know, Mason has always had some of those little, those little issues because he's got such heavy legs and stuff. So it, 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 he's never really been great fundamentally, in my opinion, but I, you know, I wonder it, how how much does Mike Sullivan really work on fundamentals with these guys, especially over the last month since he's taken on a much bigger role now? Uh, you know, you can't help but wonder if that's something that doesn't get kind of pushed to the side. I, I'm just, again, I'm just spitballing on that. I, I think that, and, and we've talked about this a bunch of times, the CBA, as it's currently constructed, limits yeah. the amount of practice time you can have with these guys. Um meeting time, film time, everything else. They're they're given assignments. They're supposed to watch film on their own fucking time. Do they do it? Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. You know? Um, I'm sure some do and some don't. Some guys are thoroughly prepared. I think Mason was really prepared for this week. He mm-hmm. talked about it after the game. He said we knew, based on what we did, what we did to them the last time, that they were going to take away the middle of the field because – they torched him over the middle of the field the last time. Yeah. And so we were going to have some one-on-one opportunities. They were going to dare us to throw that. He connected with Pickens. He did not connect with Deontay. Some of the Deontay was open a lot and couldn't get the damn ball to him. I mean, he just, mm-hmm. you know, there were some rush throws. You want to blame that all on the offensive line? Fine, whatever. There were some rush throws mm-hmm. and there were some throws where he, you know, overthrew the guy. There were some throws where he just missed him. He just he was open and he just didn't yes. see him. Yes. You know, and every every quarterback has that at some point or another. I'm not saying that that Mason is is any worse than anybody else in this roster. <laughs> he's not. No. He's it's, not. It's baby um, steps. Compliment. He's complimenting Rudolph. Baby steps, but that's okay. I <laughs> this is right. I mean this is what I, I Mason Mason did enough. And and you know, the thing that he did, and we talk about this a lot is he was decisive. He got the ball out quickly. He was decisive. And he hung tough. Didn't fuck around. Like that, the thing I, I looked at, I looked at somebody in the bar I go to when the, right after that first touchdown, and I said, let's not pretend that Mason scored that fucking touchdown. Okay, that was all Pickens. That was a mm-hmm. seven-yard route. But the thing I will give you is this. He got the ball out on time. And I question whether or not Kenny would have. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> I, I question whether or not Kenny would have gotten the ball out I, on time. I, I think it's a very fair question. You know, the ball got out on time. He hit him. He kept going. It should have been about a 10 or 12-yard gain. The safety came in, knocked out the linebacker. Thank you very much. Now it's a foot race. Off to the races. Touchdown. Yep. It was beautiful. It was a thing of beauty. But that's what you're supposed to do. When the defense makes mistakes, you're supposed to be able to take advantage of those and score points. What what is your confidence level, Scarps, that Mason is, is going to be somewhere around what we saw last week, or do you think that he does revert back to some of the old Mason Rudolph that we know and love from years past? You know what? Here's the here's the thing though about the Mason Rudolph we know and love, like. Very early on, before the Earl Thomas hit, he was he was playing well. He was throwing multiple touchdowns per game. Yeah. Even after the Thomas hit, he 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 was he was back to his things. We remember the Cleveland game. So, um, 
I, I I don't think Mason was ever as bad as pe- as people say he was. But getting back to the confidence level question, listen, this is a tough place to play. Regardless, the Steelers right. never win here. The Steelers haven't won in Seattle since before I was born. Um, and you know whether it's Mason or Kenny, my confidence level is not high right now. Right, and and the the biggest reason it's not. I don't my confidence level isn't high is because mm-hmm. I think this defense I think this defense peaked on last Christmas the uh, Christmas Eve. They yep. over they absolutely overachieved. Um this defense has no inside linebackers. Um their secondary's banged up. Minka still hasn't practiced. Um and then their best inside linebacker, Landon Roberts, is not gonna play. Um best remaining I, inside linebacker for yeah, sure. You know, <laughs> It sucks, it, man, because they, I mean, they had yeah. it, they had it knocked out. I mean, they, they had a plan and if anybody got hurt, it was no problem. We had three guys, the slide the next one in, no big deal. Fuck. Yeah. It's, it's been bad. So I, I would say my confidence level to win this game, regardless mm-hmm, of mm-hmm. who's a quarterback right now is about a 3.5 out of 10. I, I'll, and, I'll and, go along with that, but hang on real quickly. I want to make one quick point about this, this question. Mm-hmm. Okay. Will Mason revert? Two things we need to, to bear in mind here, okay? One, after the tape they put out last week with Pickens and with DJ getting open, they didn't hit him, but with DJ mm-hmm. getting open and Pickens mm-hmm. ripping the other team apart, they're not going to defend us the same way that since he did. First. Second, this is a better defense, at least passing defense anyway, than the defense we, we faced last week. Yes, it absolutely is. As a run defense, they're not very good, but you know it is what it is. Third, it's a very tough place to play. Having watched games there, it is fucking ridiculously loud. Mm-hmm. Ridiculously, I mean, it is. Distraction doesn't even begin to cover it. Does not begin to cover it. Why is it so loud there? I, I when I look at that stadium, I don't I don't necessarily see a stadium that, that it's designed. It, it's it's got to be to bounce noise back and forth across okay. the stadium. It is loud as hell there. It is loud as fuck. That game in 2015 is the loudest game I've ever been to in my life. Was that was I've that the game to Arrowhead? The big Marcus Wheaton game. Yeah, that was the big Mar- yeah. Marcus Wheaton game that yeah. we lost 39 to 30 or something right um we a lot of turnovers <laughs> a lot of turnovers yeah and a lot of missed tackles wasn't that the, not any names not not blaming anybody though wasn't that Mike the Mitchell. wasn't that the mason fake field goal game yes wasn't the it was a make, mason fake punt game that's it that's it my bad yeah it took way no 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 it wasn't mason it was um it was uh what's his fuck it was uh ah uh, god damn it i can't remember his name now Shit was is pre Mason, yeah. Landry uh, Jones, um, Landry Jones, Landry Jones. Landry yeah. Sorry. Jones. I yeah. So they trot bad. Landry Jones out to be the punter, but then they fuck around and they can't get set. Yes, and they're like putzing right. around, uh, uh, taking their time, and the guys in the Seattle defense are pointing at him, going, "That's not the punter. <laughs> That's not the punter." They're all pointing at him, and it was like, "Well, I don't know why the fuck we didn't just call timeout right then and not run that play." Yeah. Because they were not surprised at all. No. But we tried to run it, and it fucking failed. It was stupid. 
Yeah, yeah we weren't we weren't ready for <laughs> to run that at all. Um, yeah. Anyway, back to the point at hand. Really hard, tough place to play. Um, better defensive coach mm-hmm. than Pete Carroll. Uh, better DBs this week. They're not going to defend us the way that Cincinnati did because of what we did to Cincinnati last week. And they're still playing in Matt Canada's fucking scheme. Okay. Yeah. That's so, not going away. Yeah. Uh-uh. So, yeah. you know, I, what I think is going to happen this week is that Mason's going to revert. Mm-hmm. He's going to become, he's going to be Mason again. Um, Steeler Nation, all the people that have been going, Mason's the greatest. He should have been playing the whole time. Nah, nah, nah. They're all going to turn on him. All of them. I'm bringing fucking receipts. I am bringing receipts because all these fuckers I've been arguing with all week, I bookmarked all those tweets and I'm bringing <laughs> receipts back. All of you fuckers. So hey. if if you stepped up and said something fucking ridiculous this week about Mason fucking Rudolph, guess what? Guess who's coming back on Monday? You know what, though? I, it ain't me, man. I'll tell you that much. I've always been a Mason supporter. Well, look, I, me I, and I James, think... <laughs> well, the OG, James. you the and OG. James and Doug, whatever the fuck his name is, the uh, and Alicia. This this week, <laughs> this week on social media ha- has been a complete shit show. Fuck you, Dan. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I, I get you like your favorite players. We, we've we all had favorite players our entire lives. But if you ever put your favorite players' statistics ahead of the team's success, you are not doing it correctly. Uh, then then you're probably also the person that's got a jersey of, of uh, 10 guys that play for 10 other different teams, too. But yet you still call yourself a Steelers fan like Snoop Dogg. Uh, no, I, I hey, mean, I, I, come on. I want to. I want to be clear because I didn't get to make this point when yeah. I was talking before. I hope that that Mason throws for four hundred and four touchdowns this week. Because hell yes, I want to fucking win. Okay, and that benefits the Steelers. I do not want to be right about fucking <laughs> Mason fucking Rudolph. No, I. I just. I. I that's what I think is going to happen, and I, it, it it annoys the shit out of me that. People can't try to at least attempt to be objective. Try. No, I, it just it drives me insane. I, I it can't is, imagine. No, it is. They, they want to focus in on one thing. It's, right. It's, it's either the offensive line or the, the offensive coordinator that's failing Pickett, and Pickett's not really the problem. Or it's the offensive line, and it's the offensive coordinator, but we changed the quarterback, and so now that's all we need was to change the quarterback. No. It's a whole bunch of things. It's yeah. the ultimate team game. There are 10 other guys out on the field besides the fucking quarterback. Yes, the quarterback is the most important player on offense, no question. But there are 10 other guys out there. So And, let's, and there's a guy calling plays. And there are coaches that coach individual position it, groups. And, it, and it, like, much like a, the cogs of a machine, it all has to work together. And when one of those breaks down, everybody starts blaming everybody else. Um let, let, let's jump into I'll be the blaming Johnny on Sunday. Let's, let's jump into the debate here because I, I, I Vinny asked uh, how short will the leash be? I don't think it'll be short at all. I, 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 I don't either because if it is real short, then Tomlin doesn't do himself any favors by saying, "Yeah, we're going to go with Rudolph," only to turn around and go to back to pick it really I, fast. I, I, I don't, 
I don't think Tomlin's even thinking about that shit. I think that that the Steelers Twitter mm-hmm. and the fans make a big deal out of Tomlin's mindset. I don't think I don't think Tomlin gives a fuck. No, Tomlin wants to win games, and I don't think yeah. Mike Tomlin gives a shit I, either. I the, think the, that Tomlin will go back and look back at things and go, "Gosh, I wish I would have done this instead of, of that." Just, Just like, like all you the rest and I of us do every day, right? You know, with something. But I don't think he gives a fuck. No, yeah. Scarps, go ahead. Yeah, the one quick point is is the thing that annoyed me the most about about uh, the application formerly known as Twitter this week was that these these fucking picket fans couldn't just let Mason have his moment. Like it was just like right away. It was just like. Oh, Kenny does the same things. Kenny, Kenny needs a better line. Kenny, Kenny, uh, fucking Kenny had the worst coordinator ever. Blah blah blah. It's like just let the dude have his moment, you know. Like that, and, and like that being said, like carry that momentum into Seattle. Like, why are you trying to shit on on Mason anyway? Getting back to it, um, Sean Payton today was 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 asked, and there's they got their own situation going on in, in Denver, sure. but Sean Payton said something today when he was asked about it and he just said you know what man at the end of the day all i care about is winning and sean payton same number of years as mike tomlin as a coach even though he's a year prior but he got suspended for bounty gate but like pete carroll similar similar type of Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. all these guys all these guys care about is winning and i guarantee you Mike Tomlin didn't start Mitch Trubisky thinking that he was going to suck, right? He started Mitch Trubisky because at that time he said, you know what, we're going to roll with Mitch. He's going to give us the best chance to win. And then it got to the point where he's like, fuck, Mitch sucks. (laughs) I got to roll with Mason. And Mason ran the offense about as effectively as I've seen it done in years for this team since Roethlisberger was a quarterback. And Tomlin looks at this and goes, you know what? I'm going to give this dude another chance because all I want to do is win. All I do is win, win. Sorry, I, I had to say it. But, but like, what is so wrong with that, though? Like, like we all know. We all know. We all know Pickett's going to be here next year. Mason, probably yes. not. Hopefully, Mason's going to be somewhere else, you know, getting an opportunity or whatever. But, like, damn, dude. Like, let, you, you know, let, just let you know, it. Just, the only guy I expect to be gone next year is Mitch. Well, I, I would say that I would I, I I don't disagree with that, but like I want to see I, these last I, two weeks before I make. I, I yeah. expect them to turn around and offer Mason a contract as soon as the season's up, and just say, "Hey, do you want to stick I'm, around?" I'm not ready to do that yet. I want to see these next two weeks. Look, Mark, I'm not saying he's a good quarterback. What I am right. saying is, I think he's a serviceable backup. Yeah, yeah, and and would probably be cheaper than Mitch, right? And I, I think that Kenny probably is a serviceable backup too, but you know, they're gonna try they're gonna try and, and see what they can do about, you know, let, let's let's see if we change the offensive coordinator if you Kenny know. will suddenly get better. Mm-hmm. He's not gonna become more talented. No, no. I, I, I you know, Bill Cowher last week talked about and Scarps, you mentioned this, all these guys want to do is win. He said, My only loyalty as a coach was to winning. And and I, I I'm going to go out no matter how great how great Mike Tomlin has of a week versus how bad he has of a week I, I I'm gonna you know go go and die on that hill with him. Cowher was pretty fucking do. stubborn and and I, and let's put this in context. Those comments there, there were moments in his career. I've tried. Yes. Uh, there were a lot of them. 
And until Cower got a little bit flexible and adjusted to his team at the end there, he never won any big games. No. Nope. He didn't. And then when he finally, like, wrapped his mind around the fact that he was going to have to adjust to a team a little bit, he won a Super Bowl. Is Mike Tomlin at that point right now? I I think he's in a similar situation. I think Mike is coming from the other, other end of the spectrum. Okay? Yes. Since, since, let's go ahead. And let's have the Tomlin conversation. Let's let's go to the next thing and segue into that. Mm-hmm. I think with Cower, he was too strict. Right. Yep. Way too strict. Mike is too flexible. Mike's coming from the other side. So, what Mike needs to do is swing the pendulum back a little more to the strict side, and you know, a little more structure. I, I like these that. younger guys. I like the structure term. Similar. I, yeah. Go ahead, man. I just, I just think that, I think that uh, Cower, when he loosened up the reins a little bit, let things get a little bit loose, things got better. When, when mm-hmm. Tomlin looks at the end of this year. My feeling is what he should do is two things. One, he should fire his entire offensive staff because they <laughs> suck. Yeah. And yeah. then after that, he should he should self-scout himself and say, you know, what did I do here? What do mm-hmm. these guys really need? You know, as a group, what do they need? Do they need more structure? Do they need less structure? Do they need, you know, more accountability? I think they need more accountability. But I'm not in the building. No. Right? No. I just go by what I'm told and what I hear, but I'm not actually <laughs> there. You well, know what when, I mean? when, when you hear a lot of players around the league, you know, talk about, yeah, man, I'd love to play for Mike Tomlin. Do you think yeah. they say those things because of the lack of, of structure? No, I think they, they look at Mike's personality and that's what mm-hmm. they want to play for. They Mike Tomlin's a popular guy. Well, hell yeah. He's likable. He's a likable, popular mm-hmm. guy. And so he's famous because mm-hmm. of his personality. And I get I mean, it. I mean, I and and I wanna I wanna be clear. Like I think that I think that I think that young this is I think I think young black men look at a black head coach as 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 a mentor, uh, as an important figure. Sure. And Add in, add in that. Yeah, he seems very cool. He seems laid back. Like, I I mean, I can't put myself in that position, obviously. But yeah, I the dude is is cool, and you don't like behind the scenes. He's so much cooler than than he is at his press conferences, and like (laughs) his press conferences, he can. (laughs) You mean that's not the real him? (laughs) No, and like, and and he like he. That's why, like, that's why when I do critique him, I'm you know I. I sometimes feel guilty, but like he just hasn't produced. He and he'll be the first to tell you. He'll be the first to tell you that he fell short. But like, like absolute. Like I don't see why that's. I don't see why that's a bad thing. Like I don't understand. Like I want to be real. Like why is that such a bad thing? Like there's not a lot of black head coaches in this league as it is. Um, but I want to, uh, another example, look at Antonio Pierce for the Raiders. That team is totally different, mm-hmm. totally yeah. different. They right believe now. in what they're being asked to do. And they, and, and they that's, that's the stark contrast between that team and ours, especially in offense. You yes. can tell the players do not believe in what they're being asked to do. Yeah, mm-hmm. And like, and like I said, I, you know, I, I, I bring that up because, you know, 
uh, Mike Tomlin is a, is in a very, very important position. Um, whether, you know, and I think he embraces that, but again, there, there's not a lot of blackhead coaches in this league. So like for the people that just think like Mike Tomlin's just having a party all the time and like, he's just happy to be there. That's just the total bullshit in the opposite. Like the dude, the dude is, is a, is a perfectionist. He's a football junkie. He is a leader of men. And yeah, you know what? He has been struggling lately, but like, I, I, I don't like there. I've never bought into that whole, like, uh, you know, he, you know, you know, he's just a player's coach and that that's all he is. Like when it, when in reality, like he, he's a, he's a very important figure for, for a variety of, of players that aren't even just Steelers. Like right. he is, he is in a very, very important position. He's, is he still the youngest to win a Super Bowl? Or was that McVay? Uh, I think McVay. Uh, it was close. Now. Is it? But, but Tomlin but was anyway. the time. Yeah. Anyway, I, I don't I don't look at like like now now that uh-huh. being said, uh-huh. I do think he needs to adjust <laughs> to certain yeah. things. Yes. Maybe reel yeah. it in a little bit more and Again, adjust and, and that, to the game. It which is that, which is perfectly natural. It's not necessarily adjusting to the game, it's adjusting to the times, right? And that was kind of the point I was trying to make before about Cower. Like Cower wants to come out this week and talk about how he would do this and he would do that and mm-hmm. he would make changes sometimes just for the sake of change and he was hard on coaches and all that shit's true. Coaches didn't want to work for Cower because he was a dick. I mean, all of that was true. But at the end of his career, when he was super successful, when he actually was winning championships or won a championship, mm-hmm. he did so because he adjusted to the times, to the team. Yeah, and uh, and, and, and Mike's got to adjust to his team now, and, and you're right, Scarps. It's natural. Yeah, yeah I, I like, you know, and I, I've been joking about it, but like, I'm gonna tell you right now, man. If if after this season, if Eddie Faulkner is the offensive coordinator, I, I mean, I'll still watch the games, but like, I'm gonna be really pissed off. Like, I, I, yeah, this I cannot really, be that. Yeah, I think he goes back to being running backs coach. I I really do. Which um, I just. I, Probably fine. I, I, <laughs> I would I mean, fire him. I'm not kidding. I, I would I, fucking fire him. And I agree with you, Ben. Staff. I would. I would like to see the whole staff just. I, I, I look at, at at what Najee has done and and the back that he's tried to become, and yeah. all of it. And I'm just like, you know, I, I, I again, perfect fucking world, right? But sure. Todd Haley pulls not pulls uh, Le'Veon Bell aside and says, "Hey, we want you to get down to 220." That dude weighs 240. Mm-hmm. We want you to get mm-hmm. down to 220. He got down to 217, mm-hmm. and he Night. was incredible. Night and day. Yeah, He was yeah. incredible. He was. he was amazing. That fucking jump cut he had, oh, my God. You, yeah. like, he was there you a know, second ago, and then he was way the fuck over there. You know, and I would also say, too, that but Le'Veon early on, I think first year or first two years, maybe just the first year, he had Kirby Wilson – as his running backs, running right. backs coach, and then he had James Saxon, and both those guys were were established dudes mm-hmm. that coached in this league um, and played. And 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 James Saxon coached Adrian Peterson before he came here, and then right. Kirby Wilson coached Adrian Peterson after he That's left. Right, they and, flipped. But like, you know, again, no disrespect to Eddie Faulkner, but like, you know, running the shit at NC State. With Jalen Samuels is not the same as running the shit. 
It was a tight end coach. Whatever, in yeah, right. I mean, right. that's not that's not the same as as being AP's position coach, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's a difference here. So, um, but then I even look at I even look at um Mike Sullivan, and I'm like, man, Sully's however old he is. It's like mm-hmm. maybe they need a like like like, and I know he wouldn't do it, but like like a Mike Kafka who's an OC at at the Giants. And I know they've been terrible this year, but like they've been decimated by injuries. But like, you got to find a younger guy. I think Mike now. Kafka played for the Steelers for like a cup of coffee. Did he? A long time yeah, ago. he did. Yeah, he did. He came out of Northwestern, but, I do believe. But you gotta, you gotta, like, you gotta try to oh, find wow. those guys. That's a call out, right? You gotta try to find those guys, like a younger guy that would would have worked with Kenny or Mason or a combination of like, 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 you know. I, you know, we 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 just need a completely fresh out. Yeah, it, it, new blood, man. Yes. New blood, and also, also, holy fuck! If I had to see one more, Hines Ward should be the next Stillers wide receiver coach. <laughs> okay, can I just First talk about all, that real quick? Go sure, ahead. Let's no, discuss. no, you make your point. I'm sorry to cut you off. Go ahead. No, 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 no. I'm just saying that, like, listen, and I, Ben, I'm not trying to steal your thunder or not. But no, like, you're good. You're good. Hines, Hines was a wide receivers coach for the Jets and he yep. has not bit he has not coached at this level since then. Um I think there's a reason for that. Um but also too he 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 was a Steelers coaching intern or some shit. Mm-hmm. It didn't even mm-hmm. get the job after that. And I'm just like and also number 3 my third point new blood. I know I know he exemplifies and embodies is the epitome of a Steeler, but you know what? There's a different type of interest that Hines has because he has a connection to the to this place than it is when somebody is like, I don't know, like it's like is Hines trying to make a name for himself, like a sort of comeback home story? Or would you rather have a total different guy that that doesn't know the Steelers way, but is is, you know, has more innovative ideas and thinking? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, I don't know what's better, but like, I just want new blood. <laughs> Ben, okay, well, go two, ahead. Two, two quick points on that. One, yes, as you pointed out, Hines was an intern, and he didn't get the job after that fact. The Steelers have had a number of great players come back as coaches and prove the axiom that great players don't necessarily make great coaches. Okay? Hines is no exception to that. He was an offensive assistant for one year with the Jets. The next year he was a wide receivers coach. He hasn't mm-hmm. coached again at the NFL level since. Okay, all that's true. But here's the thing, and it, and it's a it's something that people really need to understand when they look at a great player and say, he'd be a great coach. He was an overachiever. The thing about great players like that is they have a mentality and a drive that can't be taught. It's just innate to them. Okay, that's not something they can impart to someone else. And make them better with. They can't do that. And you know, the guy either has that shit or he doesn't. And 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 they coach from the standpoint that everyone should have that same level of drive and go the extra mile and be that guy all the time. And most players just don't fucking have that. Sorry. So when you're coming at it from that standpoint and looking at it from that lens. Mm-hmm. Everybody's gonna fall short of your expectations. Everyone. And they're Skirt. and they're never gonna know why. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which I would just say, like, 
you know that fuck if if uh you know if if you want if you want to connect time with George, Hines with George Pickens you know if you're Tomlin fucking text Hines or call him up and be like dude come to the facility and meet with George like it, you don't have to make the fucking guy the wide receivers coach to be able to like have a have right. a, a meeting with George Pickens or Deontay Johnson or whatever like and that's that's where I'm kind of like the guy doesn't have to be on the payroll to do that like mm-hmm. you know like fuck dude like Bruce Air, like, oh, I know it's what's not my that, that building is already like a college campus where the, the greats come back but all I'm the like, time anyway. Look at Le'Veon Bell was there last week, right? Like, he shit on that team yeah. before he left, and it's like Hines and maybe Hines had some uh, Hines definitely didn't have some great feelings about the place, but like, fucking hey, dude, like, just text Hines, be like, Hines, dude, I need a favor, man, call up, call up, call up 14 and tell him to shut the fuck up or something like that, you know what I mean? Like, like. <laughs> Like you don't have to put Hines on the payroll to do that, and like I, I just, oh my god, the, the well, order, don't, don't the, you, Twitter don't think, sucks. Don't you think that's why this is happening though? Because you got the Pickens prior to, of course, the game against the Bengals, the issues with effort, not blocking, not doing this, the the poor body language, all that stuff, and, and it's the complete opposite with Hines Ward, a guy that was kind of limited in a lot of ways, but busted his ass and, and, and did everything limited athletically, but busted his fucking ass. And I, yeah. Was I, next, I, to me, know, I think and, these and are the reasons why, why people keep bringing up. Yeah. Let's go get Heinz Ward. I, I, I think that's what it is. And plus it's a, it's a feel good story because he played there. Um, so I, I, to me, that's why, but I, I don't see it happening. I think you both make valid points. He interned there. He was with the Jets. He really, what, what was he just doing? He just got removed as head coach of the San Antonio the team and the XFL or something like that. Didn't he get, didn't he you know. get removed because they didn't make the merger, right? The XFL, USL, F, USFL merger. Well, Wade San Antonio Phillips was is part of the merger. Replacing him, which is. Oh, Wade Phillips is, is replacing him? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Old Wade's coming back. Wade, Wade Phillips. Yes, I didn't. I didn't actually know he was alive. Um, Coach, uh, yeah, he okay. well, he is, yeah. Um, but we we definitely, I I think we all agree, we need new blood in there. Um, and and you know, you you can still, you can still emphasize playing hard, being aggressive, blocking till the I, whistle. I mean, you you can still do all those things spot. with people who weren't Steelers. That's the one spot where I wish they would hire somebody who is guy. Hire Richard Mann. Hire a fucking uh, Daryl um, Drake. Oh fuck, who was the guy who died? Daryl Drake. Yeah, Daryl Drake. Hire a guy like that who's hire a guy who's older and can give these guys some perspective on life, because yeah. you know. The thing, the thing that the wide receiver group seems to be missing is leadership, and Allen Robinson can't provide it, and he's making eleven million dollars next year, so he's gone. I'll tell you that right yes. now because he's not, he's yes. not, he's making five million this year. They're paying him, and he's not worth that to do nothing. To do I, I nothing. think he's trying to be a veteran voice, but I don't think it's. I mean, I think, he, I think he's. Yeah. I, yeah, and I would say that I, I think he's, I think he's done a. As about a best a good a job as he could to be that voice. Yeah, but yeah. He's he's irrelevant. Like it's it's exactly. so and it's so bad. But I, you know, if you had like a Richard Mann in there, you know, who who mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. managed to keep fucking 
AB under wraps for years, for example. So it, it, speaking of the receivers, what j- just to get your insights uh, on the game from, from last week, what, what was it besides Mason, I think, being able to set and throw a little bit better? Did did they do anything different with George Pickens to to get him open? Uh, no, he had one on ones, man. He had one on ones. Yeah, anything different? They were taking away the middle of the field, so they went, "Oh, okay, well, we're going to throw it out here outside the numbers," which and, is going to be fascinating this week because I mean, the dude had 120 yards of yak on two throws. Two throws, yeah, two. It's it's funny because Fryermuth had that career game against the Bengals the first time around. He gets zero catches last week because, as you pointed out, they're taking away the middle. Right. It'll be and interesting. He, he, said to he see expected what, it. He was yeah. fine with it. He's like, I don't care. We won. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yep. Yep. And now you got to assume Seattle's going to try to take Pickens uh, away. So does that open things back up for Fryermuth to have a nice game? Seattle I, plays a lot of cover three. Yeah. And cover they do. four. They play a lot of cover three and a lot of cover four. Um, and I expect them this week to to what works really well against this Steelers offense is Tampa two. Mm-hmm. And I expect that. Um, I don't know that they necessarily have the linebackers to play Tampa two. But that is the defense that works really well against this passing scheme. And, you know, the upside of that is if you play a lot of Tampa 2, we're going to fucking run the ball on you. I'm just going to say five, I, I, five, six it, yards a clip. And and that's hey, what they're okay. giving up the last five weeks. They're giving up yeah. over five yards a carry. Yeah. If they want to play quarters or they want to play cover three, okay. But, yeah, right. I mean, they're playing, they're playing a three-deep shell, and they're not going to be a lot of deep shots this week. People need to – to accept that as as a reality because because that's what the defense doesn't give you in Seattle. They don't just give you those deep shots. You you like, have to like, force them out of it. And yeah, and like since he was last week. Yes. And I would also say too that um you know a guy like he's not he's not as as good as he once was but you know Bobby Wagner <laughs> Is still a really good football he's player. Yeah, damn good football player. Yeah, and, I mean, he, and, he's not the three-down stud that he was at one point, no. but he's still a good player. So you know, I wish the Steelers would have signed him, man. Shit, this, I wish they would have gotten Shaq Leonard too. You know this. Well, this, eh. this, you know, I kept seeing this all week one. on Twitter that you know Seattle's defense sucks too. Ah, uh-uh, don't be fooled. Their, Seattle's their run D sucks. Is, yeah, <laughs> but, but you know what is opportunistic. So did the oh, yeah, Colts. Devin Bush revenge game. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, sure. The Colts. I, mean, I expect Devin Bush to, to, to. I expect Devin Bush to get up and celebrate some tackles. You know, oh for meaningless, sure, meaningless second downs. But you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, the Colts I, defense I, uh, was far better than ours. Yeah, I I do want to revisit the decision that Mike Tomlin made this week to go with Mason Rudolph. Um, oh. I, I the only reason I want to revisit it is because if the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers had been Ben Roethlisberger and he had to miss a couple games, would he be starting this week if he were healthy? Yeah. Yes, he would. Yeah. Now, if if Ben said he could go 
if Ben said I can go, right. he he would be playing. And and Kenny said he could go last Saturday. Yeah. And they yeah. held him out. And he thought, okay, they're holding me out as a precaution. And now they're holding him out for another week. And they're they're you know they're trying to be nice about it. They're going, well, you know, we'll see how he practices uh-huh. and blah blah blah. They're not playing him. And I I told everybody that at the beginning of the week. They're like, that's not what Tomlin said. Yeah, that's what he meant. That's exactly what he I, meant. He meant that that Rudy's getting all the first team snaps this week, and and this is the way it's going to be. Now, it won't shock me if Kenny gets a helmet this week, but he, he's not going to be a starter. No. You know, so, so I look at that and I say, holy shit! If you know, in the 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 picket maniacs are saying, "Oh, see, Kenny's not even cleared yet." I don't know. His comments yesterday made it sound like made it yeah. sound like he's ready to play. Yeah, and I'm not even fault. I'm not even faulting him for what he said. But um, again, Tomlin, all he wants to do is win, and he looks at Mason Rudolph and says. Wow, you're my best chance to win, and that is yeah. damning for the former first round pick out of the University of Pittsburgh, Kenny Pickett. Because you know what's damning about it's damning about the Steelers' fucking scouting staff. Oh, who said, yes. we, who, oh, oh who said we should pick this guy in the first fucking round? Okay, there's that, but there's also there's also the like the ste- like the Steelers like coveted Mitch Trubisky, which is like a horrible signing. Horrible. And like he had minimal tape the year prior. Josh Allen hyped him up. And it's like, why did we why were we like so willing to sign Mitch Trubisky? Well wasn't wasn't the idea that Mitch Trubisky was going to fit perfectly with the Kenny uh with the Matt Canada offense. I mean, what because of his athletic ability, well, what, getting out of the pocket, funny. and here's what here's what's funny, and and fucking all week people on on Twitter told me that uh, this is you know this isn't the Matt Canada offense, this is still the Matt Canada offense, and Matt Canada was the quarterbacks coach in 2020 when Mason played in that season finale in Cleveland when Randy was the coordinator. But there's similar tendencies. Go back and watch that tape from 2020. There are similar tendencies between what Randy did because it was an aging Ben and yeah. what Matt Canada did. And I've been saying for years that whatever offense this is, it's terrible. Mason is the most efficient person to run it. And that's not even a compliment. I'm just saying that like yeah, he's been in the system the longest. So the fact that they rushed to sign Trubisky and then they draft Pickett Who's not even good? I don't care. He's not good. I'm I'm just being real. He's not good. Um, what Kubi could do well with the Canada offense? Well, Ben still threw like 22 touchdowns despite that, and Mason looked pretty damn good last Christmas Eve. So, um, I I have a question. Um, and I'll you you guys can blame Aaron for this. If Joe Flacco leads the Cleveland Browns to the Super Bowl, does he go into the Hall of Fame? Fuck no. I think he does. I think you're I don't drugs. I don't think he deserves it, but I think he does. I think you're on drugs and no. I there's a real good chance I am. Uh no. Joe Flacco okay. is All not right. elite, was not elite. What Joe Flacco has right now is a very good offensive line. 
Yeah. Very, very good offensive line. They're Protect on their him. like 30th tackle. What are you talking about? They're in. Dude, how many sacks have they allowed? How many sacks have they allowed? Joe Flacco's 38 fucking years old. He's one big hit from being gone. Decimated by injuries. And you'll be like, oh, their offensive line's good. What the fuck are you talking about, they don't, Maybe they're well coached. I don't fucking know. It is. It's Bill, is Bill Callahan. What I can tell you Bill is Callahan. they don't allow any sacks. They don't allow much pressure. When you have that kind of an offensive line in front of you, it works. They have a far superior offensive line to ours. Let's put it that way. Because the other question that Aaron answered asked was even through could injuries, ben, could hurts. Ben Roethlisberger be doing what Joe Flacco is doing right now? I don't think so. Could Ben come in and throw for three hundred without practicing all week? Yeah, he could because yeah. yeah, he's Ben, and he's you know got a really nice arm and all of that. And Ben and, got no uh, legs anymore. No, nah. no, no, he didn't have legs last year playing. I mean, no. my God, I, I I think when you look at his overall injury history compared to Flacco's, I, I mean, Flacco's healthier in that regard. <laughs> Probably. You and know. Ben's 41 or whatever. Right. Right so, now. Got but, him. So, again, my point is just that if Ben's back there as a statue, which he is now, he is going to get killed. So the this just Ben, just just to clarify, just uh, to the, clarify. The, the Browns have won three straight. Mm-hmm. And they have given up ten sacks in those three games. So oh. they give up sacks. Oh. They give right. up sacks. Yep. I'm just that's saying. It, well, that's actually good because it's the Browns, and like I said, Flacco's 38, and he's one big hit from he's being 39. out of the fucking league. Yeah. No, he he he's he is 39. I thought he was 38. Well, whatever. He's old. Dude's old. Yeah. I, I mean. Yeah, I, I just find it fascinating how well they're playing with him. I would have never dreamed that. I thought this was just going to be a shot. Oh, he's thirty-eight. Sorry, uh, but oh, whatever. You know. had it wrong. Point being, he, Flacco's playing over his head right now, and hey, mm-hmm. good for him. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, shit, Come, coming in off the couch and playing like that. The thing that makes me laugh is this is the best quarterback production they've had in the last two years. Oh yeah, they, they yeah. traded. They traded three first-round picks, a third, and a fourth, and gave away $250 million, quarter yeah. of a billion dollars for a quarterback that hasn't given them shit when they could have just signed Joe Flacco off his couch. Isn't that crazy? Whatever yep. the fuck he's making now. It's not much. No. 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 Um, I, I also want to uh... – that's, that, that's so brownsy. Well, it's very brownsy. Because, because Cleveland – because, because Cleveland, like, because we, need, Cleveland. we need that on a shirt. Because Cleveland, um, I you know I, I do want to give kudos to we we mentioned it earlier in the show to to the defense the fact that that we were putting together a patchwork secondary back there last week we were literally pulling guys into play inside linebacker who I mean were off the street <laughs> I I think they deserve credit for throwing that together and doing a pretty good job. Granted, Jamar Chase did not play. T. Higgins still pretty good. Tyler Boyd still pretty decent. Uh, Mixon still pretty decent. So I, I thought the defense deserved a little bit of credit for that. Um, my, what I, Miles, what I think is a, you know, a little bit funny about this is Miles Jack, yeah, got activated last week from the yep. practice squad, right? Yep. And and they're probably going to activate him again this week. But Blake Martinez is going to be the guy with the green dot on his fucking helmet this week. 
And he's also a guy they signed off the street this year. Yes. He's played in, Miles. I believe, one game since we signed him. Uh, I know he's played one for sure. Two, I think. Is it two? I thought it was That's just a one. Look. Um, but these are guys that you know they had to add as emergency linebackers. All these guys. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, Michael Thomas, uh, that guy was on the street. Michael Walker. Michael Walker, Michael Walker wasn't even on a practice. I don't even know his fucking name. Wasn't yeah, even on a practice did, did you see who we signed this week? Wasn't even on Jaylen a practice Smith. squad. Oh, Jalen Smith. Yeah, Jalen yeah. Smith's on the on the practice squad. Right. Uh, but I mean, what they got two weeks left. I mean, how how he's not gonna be able to pick up the defense. No, I, no. I don't understand why they signed him to play the scout team. I okay. I I, I think it's a body. I think that's yeah. they're so desperate. They just you know. need a body. You know, Would you guys it, be, I mean, wh- why not run some three OLB type stuff? Let let Herbig go in there. And, did and, you see the shit you know? they ran last week? They ran yeah. a one or one four six. Uh, I know, I, I, but a that's fucking, that's the kind of shit you got to do when you got fucking one you know? four six with Keanu Benton is the only offensive, the only defensive lineman. Right. I was like, wait, did they? They really just trotted out. Okay. Well, I know. I guess it's still a three man rush. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, it is. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, that's, that's not going to work this week. I <laughs> know. I know. No. And you know, and, and I mean, hey, I mean, don't get me wrong. When you've got a when you've got a big lead like that, you can run shit like that. Yes. Okay? That's a very good point. All right. They were up twenty four nothing, and we were all like. Yeah, but the Bengals came storming back last week. They did. I don't want to take this game for granted yet. <laughs> no, no, I, I, you know? I don't think I ever got comfortable in that game. Then they got a little. Oh, I got comfortable at the end. I uh, yeah, yeah. When, last five when, six minutes, but when Higgins scored and the Steelers answered right away, I was like, oh yeah, we got this. We got this. Okay, here we go. Here we go. We're fine. I'm fine. It's fine. Fine, it's fine. Yeah. Um. Well, this this week it is Seattle, and uh, the last time we went up there, I believe, was 80... October twenty third, nineteen eighty three. Three. Yeah, in the former Seattle Kingdom. When were you born, Scarps? Eighty seven. <laughs> okay. So, uh, yeah, he does not recall that. Uh. <sighs> Yeah, good times. Uh, that place was loud too, the old kingdom. Yeah, not as loud um, as this fucking place is, which I'm I right. am amazed by. Uh, yeah, I, I now uh, is, is, are there pretty good seats in there? I mean, is there a bad seat in that stadium? Uh, I don't know. I'm going to find out because our. Seats oh, I thought you've been up there. Before. Oh, I've been up there. The yeah. seats we had the last time were great. Okay, uh, the seats right. we have this time suck, and I got them from the Steelers. Go figure. Uh, apparently, the seats that the uh, the team reserves for the visiting team mm-hmm. um, are terrible. Oh, well, it's not good. Yeah, three hundred level row FF. So, like, there's row A through Z, right? Yep. And then the next row is AA. A, yep. We're we're FF. We're ah. we're way the fuck up here in the <laughs> end zone. Very fun. in the end zone. <laughs> 
like the one saving grace of our seats is it's probably going to be raining at some point and our seats are covered. Oh yeah. I mean, beyond, does it ever not rain in Seattle beyond? Well, yeah, sometimes, uh, beyond that, our seats are, are fucking awful. And I'm just like, how did we end? Like these are from, well, at mm-hmm. least they were face value. Okay. Face value. Thank you very much for getting me face value seats. I appreciate it. Wow. How did we how did right. we get here? Uh no, no, Johnny, you're not in the hawk's nest. No, Johnny, we're not in the fucking hawk's nest. Which would be fantastic. The hawk's nest with us with our terrible towels. That would be pretty Next funny. Time. Um shit, what was I just gonna say? I totally forgot what I was gonna say. It happens. I'm old. Uh, in any case, uh we've got two weeks left. The Browns losing tonight would have been huge because it would have meant the Steelers would have just needed to win their final two and they would have been in. Uh, but it doesn't look like that's going to happen. So we're not only going to need to win the final two, but we're also going to need some help from some others. Um, teams like the Colts, Texans need to lose. Um, All the fucking teams so, that beat us need to lose. And that's right. Right. We we right. had a, a The only team we own the tiebreaker – the only team we we own the absolute tiebreaker over is uh, obviously the Bengals. Bengals beat them twice, yeah, but Bengals. I think I think that the Brownies, the Brown Stains, own a better AFC record than we have, uh, which, which hurts us. Yeah, yeah. We at one time we had a solid AFC record, and then it just went to and shit. We did, and then and then we started losing games. Yep. Pats, Colts, yeah. Yeah. What? Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, boy. Yeah. I, I, you know, the Chiefs right now, man, what a mess they are. I wouldn't be totally scared of them. That doesn't mean I wouldn't think we'd lose, but um, <laughs> they would kill us. Really? Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, if if I had to play, uh, if I had my choice right now of the Chiefs, Bills, or, or uh, Ravens, I, I don't think I, think I the would. Ravens. Yeah, I probably take the Ravens too. I take the Ravens every fucking time because yeah. we know the Ravens. That gives us the best chance. Don't get me wrong; the Ravens would probably spank us, but that's <laughs> the best opportunity we have yeah. of winning a playoff game is going and visiting the Ravens. Yeah, I tend to agree. And by the way, uh, Aaron, um, Aaron is is Aaron should be rooting for Michigan this week. Um, he should be rooting for the Big Ten Conference to play well, but he's not. He's going to root for Nick Saban. That's fine. It's fine. Uh, yeah, Melvin wants why, to know. Why are the he Steelers be for the Big Ten? No, I'm just talking with him. He can root for whoever he wants. Uh, Melvin wants to know if uh, uh, Russell Wilson's coming to the Steelers next year. Fuck no. <laughs> the dude is a fucking diva. There's no way. No, I, I Google Google Marshawn Lynch talking about talking about Russell Wilson calling him from a blocked number. That's all I have to say. Yeah, is fucking weird. Again, Google Marshawn Lynch, Russell Wilson blocked number and watch that conversation and tell me that's a guy you want on your fucking team. No way. That's weird. I think it's hilarious, though. It is. We've I think it's hilarious that we've actually gone back in time. Um, what, uh, a year, a year or two years yeah. where, where Steelers fans oh, yeah. were 
were in love with yep. Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, and I got receipts. Y'all wanted Deshaun Watson here yep. too. Yep. So don't so, so don't ever so do not ever get on your soapbox in front of me. Okay. No. But the point is, I didn't want either of them then, and I don't want either of them now. I don't want like, any of them. And, oh. and Russell Wilson's price tag is ridiculous. Oh my god! And and you know you like you, Ben. You talked about the Browns earlier throwing out uh, you know a quarter quarter of a bill for Deshaun Watson. The the Broncos really really <laughs> fucked, fucked that themselves. one up. <laughs> they and fucked themselves so bad. And, and you Seattle. can tell. Seattle you so won that trade. Oh my god! And you can tell Sean Payton does not like Russell Wilson, and that's fine. Because yeah. I mean, if I had Drew Brees my whole career, I'd probably not like Russell Wilson either. But like, <laughs> but like, this is this is that like you're starting to see some really shitty quarterback contracts come out, and you got to be very very careful about yep. that. But even look at look at Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I he he hurt himself the fourth play of the season this year. But look at all the shit that came with it. He he handpicked guys on the roster. Yep. He he fucking he held them hostage on a roster spot. You know what I mean? Like it's just like like that's you, bullshit. Oh, I know that is he, fucking bullshit. He yeah, is. I, I'll be yeah. thrilled when he's out of the league. I'm tired yeah. of him. That guy's a fucking know. prick. Yeah, he he he's a diva in his own yeah. way. You know, yeah, fuck. Uh, predictions this week, gentlemen. Uh, Steelers will be up 4:05 p.m. Eastern time. That's a that's a 105 kick up there in the Pacific Northwest, I do believe. And uh, I predict that I will be drunk. Well, I I will uh, or put at all least my money very very buzzed, very yeah, buzzed. I, I, One I of those. Will put my money on that. Ben, what do you think you're going to see? You're going to see a Steelers victory for the first time since 1983. And hello, Jen. Nice to see you join us. Thank you. Hi, Jen. Uh, no, no, I don't. And uh, I, I really don't, actually. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But I, I picked the Steelers to lose last week, and they won. Yep. Yep. So I'm I'm picking the Steelers to lose again this week. Okay. Uh, and even if I thought they would going to win, I would still pick them to lose. So I'm going to go Seahawks 27 Steelers 13. Holy shnikes. Uh, Scarps, what do you got? Well, at least Vinny's all in on the Steelers, man. Um, yeah. Uh, DK, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, are going to torture us. And Joey Porter Jr. is not locking down DK Metcalf. Um, our best, our best thing that we could do is get DK Metcalf disqualified in like the first three plays of the game. <laughs> um, you never know, after, man. But even after that, they got good running backs. They got, uh, they got some good tight ends with Parkinson and Noah Fant. This is just not, not a good matchup again. I don't care who's playing. I, quarterback. I'm sorry. They have a tight end that has Parkinson's. I'm really impressed that he's yeah, playing. Holy hell. Oh, and we had Browning Nagel come out of retirement last year. <laughs> um, and their defense is much better than people say. I got the Seahawks 34 20. Wow. Dude, wow. Our, oh, 14 wow. point losses. Wow. Our defense, our I, defense I, I, peaked against the Bengals. I mean, do not be fooled. Look, you can tell that Scarps is not drunk because he didn't just call them the bangles. 
That's what happens when he he gets a little liquored up. I mean, in a, in a perfect world, we win this game and we go to Baltimore needing a victory to get into the postseason. <sighs> Unfortunately, I'm with you guys. I, I think Mason plays okay, but I think he reverts back to a few Mason-esque things from a few years ago. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not going to go quite as crazy as you guys. I, I, I'm going to say somewhere neighborhood 24-17 Seattle um in that area i i that's a tough place to play it, it is it's a it you is. know with our our young offense we're gonna make mistakes uh the defense is a mash unit i, I mean look I, I think they did a great job last week but you know i i just i i just don't feel real good about this and i i've never been this bad i think i'm six and nine in my predictions this year so maybe that's a good thing um for sure. Uh, is Casey Kasem? Uh, it has. Casey Kasem available tonight? Yeah, he's available. Oh, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, let me turn it over to the late, great Mr. Casey Kasem. Oh, by the way, Super Sky Point to Tom Smothers, one of the great comedy classics of all time. Thank you. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> huh. <clears throat> Casey's Coast to Coast. I better pour some whiskey for this. American Top 40. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the week that was December 28th, 1989. Our favorite correspondent, Ryan, is back again with us this week, and he writes, Dear Casey, I'm sure by now you know that Rudolph and company delivered the goods on Christmas Eve, keeping postseason spirits alive. I carried that magic with me into Christmas, and my family had a wonderful Christmas morning. As I cracked open another cold one, I heard a knock at my front door. Who could that be? Could it be St. Nicholas himself? Could it be the ghost of Jimi Hendrix delivering me a new Stratocaster? <laughs> I was praying that it wasn't Joey Buttafuoco's mistress, Amy Fisher, because <laughs> I wasn't in the mood to get shot in the face. Casey, it turned out to be the worst possible visitor. The visitor was a leader of the Church of Picatology. That's right, Casey. Picatology. It's a growing movement based on a set of false principles guided by faith that one day the Steelers' first round pick of the 2022 NFL Draft out of the University of Pittsburgh might eclipse 10 passing touchdowns in a single season. I immediately told the picatologist that I wasn't interested, shut the door, and went about my day. But then some very strange things happened. I got a call from an unknown number. And when I answered, a voice told me, Mason is the false prophet. And then the line cut out. About 15 minutes later, I looked out my kitchen window into my backyard, only to see hundreds of dog turds in the shape of a KP8 symbol. <laughs> then, as I was watching the Chiefs... Then, as I was watching the Chiefs Raiders game, my TV screen went blank. And all of a sudden, Max Headroom appeared, and he said, Hail to Pitt. <laughs> As I went to bed that night, I noticed someone had slid a flyer underneath my door, which laid out the main picatology principle. Never blame Kenny, always blame somebody else. I noticed picatology is growing on the application formerly known as Twitter. Picatologists just couldn't let Mason have his moment. The offense looked the best it has in years. Smooth and efficient, but hey, Kenny did the same stuff. Jesus Christ. Pun intended. 
The picket cult is out of control. He can do no wrong. Picket walks on water. Well, Ryan, keep your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the star. Staying at number nine this week, here's the money man himself, Eddie Money. Off his album, Nothing to Lose, here's Walk on Water. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the Joey yeah. Buttafuoco reference, man. Yeah. Where did that come from? Ah, that was Outstanding. <laughs> God, I still remember that story. The Church of Picketology being just like Jehovah's I like Witnesses. That. I love it. That might be love another it. t-shirt right there. Church of Picketology. Oh, I love it. Good stuff. Yeah, the the I think that Neil Kulong put it best, best this week. Yeah. Steelers have two Colts and no quarterbacks. <laughs> well, yeah. You got the and, Mason Colt, you yeah. got the Pickett Colt, and we got we got no quarterbacks. When, when you've got two quarterbacks, that means you don't have one. We so we, it, we, it, we don't have two quarterbacks. Well, you, you know, you can say we have I mean, three. I mean, it's... I mean, once upon a time, the New England Patriots had two quarterbacks when they had uh, Drew Bledsoe and they had Tom Brady, right? That's that's having two quarterbacks. We got we got that's... no fucking quarterbacks. No. No. And uh, hey, I'll be pulling hard for uh, for Mason Rudolph to have another great game this week. I I hope George Pickens. Oh yeah, root for him. Week. Both of them. Um, I, I hope the team plays well. I, I, I just, you know, we've seen this movie so many times already just this season, let alone recent seasons, but, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. And, and uh, real um, quick, just to clarify, Casey, oh, oh, Casey, Casey, uh, yeah. Casey had a, Casey was brainwashed by the picketologist and it was actually December 28th, 1988, not 1989. Oh, eight, oh, thank you. Thanks for the clarification, uh, uh, Casey. We'll let you get back to your uh, tombstone. You see, I'm Pretty dead, great. and Eddie Money is dead, and That's we're true. friends. He is. Yeah, yeah. Friends up in heaven. Uh, anyway, thanks so much to everybody jumping on with us again tonight. We appreciate it. Thanks, everybody that listens and watches on your own time. We appreciate that as well. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on the YouTube channel and make sure you check out all of the website stuff, steelcityblitz.com and our socials on X, Facebook, Instagram, all that wonderful stuff. And hey, even TikTok. Snapface. Uh, Snapface. Yeah, I wonder what the hell that is. Anyway, for Ryan and Ben, this is me. I'm signing off. And hey, go Steelers. Ravens suck. Fuck you, Johnny. (laughs) 